0: Go Late Selects. Brought to you by Sky. Watch new, exclusive and unmissable content only on Sky. Go out! Go out! Go
1: out! So let me set the scene. I'm sitting here in the uh, box room at home, which I like to call the office. Go on. I have heat, light, power, Wi-Fi, cup of tea, and a chocolate Kimberly. All is good in the world. Let's
0: Welcome once again, dear listener, to Golad Selects, a Go lad original, a Golad production, and it is proudly brought to you by the people at Sky. I say proudly, I'm putting words in their mouth. We're proud to have them on board. We're <laughs> delighted that you're listening, and Simon is in particularly yeah. good form today. It's Monday oh, evening, am, no. not because of the obvious in terms really? of what happened over the weekend with Manchester United.
1: Comes off, a Kanji. gone at you again!
0: But more just because, as he said at the uh, outset, he's got light and he has heat. Yeah. Simon, and power. Why, is,
1: why are you so happy about that? Because we, earlier on today, when we tried attempt one at recording this week's show, uh, the power went five minutes before. So I tethered to my phone through my laptop, both at around 30% uh, battery. And because it wasn't on Wi-Fi and through 3G, not even 4G or, dare I say, 5G. I mean, you'd think this was the first world country having 5G. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Uh, it went down uh, very quickly and we had to abandon ship. So, yes, but, the power has come back on and mm-hmm. we are here and we are happy. And I have a cup of tea in front of me and a bicky. And Simon's always happy when he has the tea and biscuits. The
0: upside yeah, of all of that for yeah. future uh, work, perhaps for you, Simon. With, yeah. Will be, if the audition comes up for Doctor Who for the Dalek, you have the fucking demo right there. Because that's what you sounded like while you were on oh your one G. <laughs> right, the lights are on, we've got the money in the meter, and this is Go Loud Select. Simon Delaney, Aiden Power, and our producer, John Casey. I did briefly reference Manchester United. Simon, we're recording this on Monday. Yeah. The world and its mothers calling it Blue Monday, but it's very much a red one for
1: you. You better believe it, baby. What a weekend to be a United fan. Uh, we did the biz over on Saturday and then uh, and then Liverpool last Saturday night, which always helps. Uh, Arsenal and Newcastle are trucking along, but we are up there. We're in the top four. All is good in the world. Thank God.
0: And then yesterday, Sunday afternoon in the Civic Theatre in Talla in Dublin, Simon and about uh, 200 like-minded. Manchester United... Uh, Devils got together (laughs) not just because they won on Saturday (laughs) um, but to to come together as Manchester United fans and celebrate their love for the club and uh, I went along and it was brilliant and you were great Simon and your you were just as good as well really enjoyed it so uh, look forward to that coming to a town near you, yeah, hopefully, it was, yeah, it was the
1: first of many, Aiden. And uh, we were hopefully going gonna to gonna bring it north, south, east, and west around the country. So keep an eye on the social media channels for details. Anyway, what do we recommend them? Then, be them, this week, Ada. All right,
0: well, while we were delayed recording, I was yeah. downstairs watching the telly having my dinner, and I saw you an all accident.
1: posh with your electricity in every room, huh?
0: <laughs> I know, I, sh- I shouldn't rub it in. <laughs> it's smug it just doesn't you, yeah. does it no doesn't. It no. well I saw an ad for Sky's recommendation this week it's the first time I've seen the ad it won't be the last because it probably is definitely is going to be one of if not the biggest show coming to our TV screens in
1: 2023 oh, yeah. what was this then
0: it is called what? landscape artist of the year Dermot Bannon builds a glass box it's called yeah the last of us If you don't think there's hope for the world,
1: why bother going on? You haven't seen the world, so you don't know. keep going for family.
0: I'm not family.
1: No. Your cargo. Oh, well, no. Yes, absolutely. This, well, listen, to jump in on you there, I it's, um... It's already getting rave reviews. People are already saying it's the best TV show in the last couple of years. It will no doubt be the best TV show of 2023. And of course, as you're going to explain to us, uh, what is the story behind it and what's it based on, Edo?
0: Well, it's based on a computer game, as many people will know. Some won't. Even if you played the computer game, let me give you the blurb. On September 26, 2003... A deadly parasitic virus sweeps across the globe, turning normal people, that's Paul mescal into violent monsters. Governments collapse, millions die, and the military sweeps in to take control. That same night, September 26, 2003, a Texan contract worker, who is Joel, played by Pedro Pascal, the guy who was in Narcos and other things, he's celebrating his birthday with his younger uh, brother, who's a veteran, army veteran, Call Tommy, played by Gabriel Luna, and also his teenage daughter, Sarah, played by the brilliant Nico Parker, who is going to be a breakout star this year. In the chaos of the outbreak, Joel's life is changed forever. So it all goes shit. 20 years later, that's where we're going to pick mm-hmm. up the story, humanity has survived this parasitic virus against all odds. Joel has found a new life in what's called the Boston Quarantine Zone alongside his now partner, Tess, who's played by Anna Torv. He set up a successful and profitable operation, which is smuggling medical supplies and arms in and out of the QZ. I think that's how they're going to call it, as opposed to the QZ. That's the quarantine zone. Now, their biggest clients are on opposing sides. Um, Firstly, you've got the military regime, who rule by martial law. And then there are, are what is called the Fireflies. They are the Freedom Fighters, led by Marlene, who's played by Merle Dandridge. They have grown frustration with the military op- oppression. <laughs> Sorry, didn't uh, didn't read ahead on that word. The military oppression. So uh, Joel's in the middle of all this. He's got he's dealing to the military and he's dealing to the freedom fighters and he's um, in the middle of it, taking care of the fourteen year old Ellie. And shit's about to go down. I won't say any more. I've got like two more lines, but I think. Uh, I think we get the, we get well, enough. Let
1: me, of the just, let me just add to that because you did say at the top is based on a computer game. Of course, it's based on one of the most successful uh, PlayStation uh, launches over the last ten years. Uh, it's actually had two games. So the last was came out a couple of years ago, and then the last was part two came out in twenty twenty. Just to give those of you who aren't gamers um, a kind of an insight as to how successful this game was. You know, when we're talking about TV shows and movies, we always talk about Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And we talk about the rating, gets that. Well, in the gaming world, you have three kind of, you know, barometric measurements that you use. Aiden, yeah, 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 yeah. IGN is one barometric measurements, yeah, who I think were an eighties techno band. So I think they were. Um but yeah, IGN which would be the equivalent of sort of Rotten Tomatoes for gaming, they gave this ten out of ten. Uh Meta Metacritic ninety-three percent uh and GameStop gave it four and a half out of five. That was for the second wow. last the last was part two, and the last was part one. Now I am a gamer, as you both know, I'm an avid gamer. Um but uh, this game isn't for me because I'm not a fan of the old zombie kind of thingy, but I did play The Last of Us, the original one, and liked it. And I have pals of mine who are in my sort of community of friends online in terms of gaming, and they are, you know, huge fans of The Last of Us part two. And so when the news came that this was going to be turned into a TV series, because interestingly, interestingly, it's a TV series, and not a movie. Mm. Um, they are very, very excited. And the early reviews that I'm seeing are saying that this thing is the business. When is it on? When does it start? When can we dive in?
0: Well, as you say, it is a TV series. It is, yeah. curiously enough, nine episodes in total. Not your eight, not your oh. ten, nine, And it's oh, coming man. on a weekly basis. So you're going to be drip-fed You're going to have to be patient mm-hmm. uh, on Sky Atlantic and Indeed Now. And that starts from the 16th. So that is... Today is today the sixteenth. In recording land, today is the sixteenth. Yes. If you pick this podcast up on the first day, it hits your ears. That will be it's Wednesday, eighteenth. 18th. Eighteenth. 18th. So it's Thursday this week, the nineteenth.
1: Excellent, uh, Johnny. I know you wanted to jump here and talk talk about um, you know that whole world of of the, the gaming world and franchises that have have gone on to you know, the small screen or the big screen. Um, there hasn't been a great track record, has there so far?
2: No, uh, I think probably a game you would have been very enthused about back in the day, Simon, like myself, would have been Street Fighter 2. Uh, mm-hmm. I loved it. I would have spent more time playing that with mates than anything else. And then obviously football took over. But I remember when there was Which a film made. Which
0: were you boys? Which were you in Street Fighter? Were you the, the blondie fell in the blue or the other fell in the red?
2: I was Ryu probably. Was my Ryu favorite. and Ken. Mm. And Guile, he was good as well.
0: Oh, you can uh i just wonder my mix mixing street fighter and mortal Kombat together
1: you see it could be because though the, no, they didn't jump they didn't jump out at me now i mean i've i had the first playstation i mean i remember having the nintendo oh. 60 no the what was it before that it was the commodore 64 mm-hmm. yeah i had that and actually i've got a recommendation based on this whole world later on in the show which i'll give you okay. uh, a brilliant documentary but um uh, so yeah, in terms of the, of the big game franchises, Johnny. I mean, for me, having played uh one of the best games I ever played was Hitman. Yeah, and wow. there's been three or three or four of them now, and then they made it into a movie. I think it was was it Michael Fassbender? I think he was Assassin's Creed. He was your man. Um, oh, he was Etsy yeah. Timothy the elephant. Yeah, the Hitman movie was. Yeah. An absolute dog turd. Uh, <laughs> Assassins Creed, which is probably my favorite gaming franchise of all time. There's been about fifteen, sixteen uh, different ver- versions of the game. It's mm-hmm. an it's an incredible franchise series. I just get lost and complete. Yeah, I love it too. Oh my god, what a game! I just because you, you get weeks out of it. I I love getting great value for the money for money because they're so expensive. The games you can pay Anthony up to one hundred and twenty quid now for a game.
0: Yeah, there's all the add-ons and deluxe editions, yeah,
1: and, and you get these combat packs yeah. and all that balls. You and find deals. often
0: though when you're playing these open-world or sandbox mm. games, whatever they might be called, that you never actually really complete the story missions because you're too, You just get too.
1: You too, do get very wrapped up. but I
0: beat up another <laughs> fella for no. Yeah, worries. but I've
1: found off. I found myself now in the last couple of years that I'm trying to hundred percent games. And for those uninitiated amongst us, that would mean, so when you get a game and you're playing it on the PlayStation or Xbox or whatever, there's a campaign, there's a story mode. So in Assassin's Creed or Red Dead Redemption or whatever game you're playing, but there'll always be side missions. There'll be things you can do offside alongside the story mission. There are treasure hunts you can go on. There are also things, hidden things that you can try and find that you can that would normally help you upgrade then to upgrade your weapons or your gear or whatever it is. And I never used to do that. I used to just put it in, <clears throat> play the campaign, finish it and move on. But I found even today I uh I, I replayed um Far Cry New Dawn, which is a, the one after Far Cry four I think or five, I could be wrong. And I'm I finished it about two weeks ago but now I'm trying to 100% the game so I've done all the treasure hunts I've done all the side missions and now I'm doing the real minutiae stuff like nobody's going to fucking know that I 100% of it but I know I did and that for me is that's, that's, why, that's where you get your value for money and for me it's where you get your enjoyment out of the game
0: It's like going back into Eddie Rockets and saying take those wings don't put those wings in the bin yet there's still meat on those bones
1: Yeah it's very <laughs> like that I <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm thinking of food uh, analogies Jono
2: Yeah, the kind of hype around games when I was, you know, playing them regularly in my teens, certainly Mortal Kombat was one, you know, Mortal Monday, quote unquote, that was going on for months before it dropped. Was there any games, Simon, that were hyped to death, be it online communities or elsewhere, that you eventually got your hands on and you maybe completed too easily or just kind of fell flat for you and you were thinking, Jesus, this is is not worth it at all? I mean, I imagine that happens quite a bit in games.
1: Yeah, there are some huge disappointments, but like for me, the FIFA games kind of did that because they're just the same fucking game, you know. They bring a new one out every year, and, and 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 I don't play a lot online in terms of I don't go into you know in online parties and missions and all that. I just can't be arsed because I, I'm not very good at it, so I normally end up getting dropped out of a helicopter into a mission and I'm dead before I hit the fucking ground because some spotty fourteen year old in Colorado has muttered me before I get out of the plane, you know. So. I don't do that kind of stuff. I've I've been disappointed by games when there's been build-up. There was one recently. JC, you might be able to help me out with the name of this, Um, it, Keanu Reeves' Cyberpunk. Yeah. Cyberpunk was hyped for years. Like, I'm talking two, three years. And I couldn't wait to get it. I pre-ordered it, did a digital download, and I thought it was an absolute book of the shite and onions. So there are huge disappointments like that. But what I love finding is unlike anything else, unlike the reason this podcast exists, you tend to go on recommendations of, you know, fellow gamers. So, there was a game out a couple of years ago called Death Stranding. Did you ever hear that, JC? No. So, Death Stranding, it's... uh, Let me just have a look up, because when I get the guy's name right, it was designed by the guy who's... the guy who's kind of... He was behind Metal Gear Solid. And he's... Correct. So Kojima, is, uh, like this guy is, this guy is, uh, no, he's widely known as the greatest designer in the, in, in the business. He's, he's created some, well, the Metal Gear Solid series was phenomenal. Uh, and he went on and designed this game called Death Stranding and I was hyped, but for some reason I didn't get it when it came out, I didn't buy it. I am here in Tokyo at the very, very, very top secret offices of Hideo Kojima. He's been working for a long time on the most highly anticipated video game, maybe
2: ever, Death Stranding. This is an absolutely amazing
0: opportunity and a huge mistake on their part.
2: I'm here to see Hideo Kojima, Conan O'Brien. I don't understand. There's a card swipe here. I was not sent a card. Let's see. I have a AAA card. Would a Costco card work? I have a Costco card. Yes.
1: And then it was recommended by a, a mate of mine, and I got it. And it took hours to fucking download. I thought, this thing's going to be huge. So anyway, I started playing it, and it's set. It's a you know a futuristic thing, and da, 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 I won't go into the storyline. But I was bored to distraction playing it. I thought, this is the greatest pile of shite. And I texted my friend about a week later, and I said what are you talking about with this game, Death Stranding? It's shit. I'm so bored. You're basically a postman and you used to pick something up and go over there and deliver it. Boring. He said, He said Simon, he said, I'm telling you now, he said, stick with it and get to chapter two and then your mind will be blown. So I said, do you know what? There was nothing on telly and I thought, I'm going to go back in. And I went back in and I I grinded for a bit, which is a gaming term where you just have to do the minutiae in the game to get yourself up to various levels. And I got to chapter two and sweet mother of divine Jesus, I spent the next five, maybe six weeks playing it every night for, for a couple of hours a night and I finished it. And it's probably one of the best games that I've ever played, ever, ever, ever above Red Dead Redemption, above Assassin's Creed, uh, above the Far Cry uh, seasons, series, Death Stranding. If, if any gamers are listening, they haven't done it. And they're probably thinking, yeah, that's no, fucking boring, Simon. Stay with it. It is phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's a futuristic, there's a cataclysmic event that causes causes um, these destructive creatures to roam Earth. And then there's a porter, in this. you basically play a porter. And I'm trying to see who played the guy because uh, it's all this motion capture stuff. Uh, so, like, the graphics are just staggering in it. Yeah, I can't find the guy's name. Anyway, it's Hideo Kojima uh, put it together. He designed it. He's the guy behind Metal Gear Solid. Get on it, Johnny, if you haven't. Okay.
0: So, basically, the makers of that game should have just scrapped the first chapter and started mm-hmm. with the second one because that's where it takes off. Um, Simon, when you mention... <clears throat> um. Oh, I can't remember the phrase you use, but like there's actors playing, like real actors playing these characters. motion capture kind of, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Motion capture. It's um, it's a growing industry. As in, like it's huge, isn't it? A lot of like <clears throat> huge actors, um, that we'd know of, and then there's probably a lot of actors we wouldn't know of, but make us make their living, um, being computer game
1: characters. 100%. 100%. In fact, there's somebody somebody we both know. uh, In fact, he's in our our United uh, WhatsApp group, Jason Barry, Irish actor, has been based in LA for years. He's home now, but he was... Oh, yeah. Can I just say for
0: people who don't know his work, the Irish guy in Titanic. Yes. And um, Kate Winslet dancing and drinking.
1: Exactly. He was uh, a gentleman of a guy, great actor, but he is in... He has been—he's in the Call of Duty series. Oh, that's huge! Yes, and has been for a couple of incarnations of it. And I know other actors who are who are constantly working within that genre. And you see it now, even in well, we've seen it for what five, ten years now in in motion pictures and movies. I mean, look at Avatar. Look at all the big movies now are they're all using those body cam suits, the motion capture stuff. That's like going back as far as Lord of the Rings. Um, mm. You know, all that. it's huge, but the gaming industry, like, you know, the motion capture stuff, that's what I love about these games when they have like well-known actors there and I can see a face. And I know a face and, and they're using, they're using actors to play even the smallest of roles, like a guy who's, Who's a, who's a sheriff in some shit pot town in Red Dead Redemption? You're just riding through, and you get off, and you have to rob the post office, and you know the actor, and it's just phenomenal. But it's a huge industry. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the um, Call of Duty series. I don't recall oh, like an Irish
0: um, commando who was in the FCA, so he must be putting on an accent, is he? Jason Barry.
1: I think, I I don't know, I'm going to find out now who he plays because, uh, let me just put in Jason Barry, uh, Call of Duty. Yeah, he doesn't play an Irish character in it, I don't think. I don't think he does.
0: Is that a box or a stage you've yet to tick or or thread the computer gaming world as an actor, Simon?
1: Oh, geez, yeah, no, I'd love to do that. Wouldn't that be great, yeah? Uh, So... um, Jason Barry was in uh, Call of Duty Warzone Two. He was in Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. And uh let me have a look and tell you that his name is uh he plays Corporal Sean Brooks in Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. We've done a couple of them, but uh What a gig. Jesus, what a gig. But then I'd say you have to do it. I don't know whether it's done at the start of the process or the end of the process because you must do your stuff and then have to wait like an eternity for the thing to come out and then play it. You know what I mean? But it must be quite incredible playing something like Call of Duty and you you are you in it. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Amazing. (laughs) As long as you're not the first main character to get bumped off. Yeah, as long as you're not the first guy out of the helicopter goes, right,
0: let's go! (laughs) Boom! So When you talk, John, about um, computer games crossing over to movies or TV shows, is there any that come to mind that have been successful? Or is there a, a reason we don't see more of them? Is it that they don't work? Because I'm just looking up some here. Prince of Persia. That was a great computer game, albeit back in the earlier, less technological graphics eras of computer games. But nonetheless, a brilliant game. That was a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and Gemma Atterton and Ben Kingsley pile of shite, um, Uncharted, very popular computer game. Yeah, the huge
1: movie. game, huge series. There's been five or six of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: and they made a massive movie with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Anyone heard of that?
1: No. I heard of the movie, but I didn't see it.
0: Probably a pile of shite. The one that's coming up on a list here that I'm going, maybe that was uh, equally, uh, as equal a success as a movie, and uh, maybe even bigger, was Tomb Raider.
2: Remember, what we are looking for is hidden not only
0: in space, but also in time. The clock is the key.
1: Oh, yeah. And uh, who was it? It was, um, what's it? Angeline, wasn't it?
0: Angeline, as people who know our caller.
1: Angeline Jolie. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that either now. But I love playing the game. Because Un- Uncharted, funnily enough, ADO was kind of a male version of Tomb Raider. That's why it was designed because it's a man. It's it's a similar kind of platform game to Tomb Raider. It was kind of puzzles. It was jungles. It was climbing into caves, climbing big, digging through forests, that kind of stuff. Tomb and Raider Tomb Raiders, willies. Yeah, Tomb Raider's with a flute, basically, is uh, while well Uncharted is. Tomb uh, no, okay. Uncharted is a phenomenal series of games as well. If you if you haven't played them, get on there because most of them are available now through what they call PlayStation Plus. So if you subscribe to PlayStation Plus Premium, which is about 70 quid a year, you get a lot of the classic games free to download. So that's a little option that people often miss when they're on the PlayStation. And, you know, pay a 70 quid a year subscription to PlayStation Plus. And every so often they release some of the classic titles free gratis. You can download them, get on them.
0: Mm. All right, question for you both. Has anyone seen the Street Fighter movie, which was made in 94, starring the one and only Jean-Claude Van Damme.
1: Christ, no.
2: I have I have seen it when it came out, and I was very excited waiting for it. Uh, it was just so weird. Like It didn't make any sense. It was really camp, uh, not very violent, and a lot of chat. Van Damme looked like he was really embarrassed to be in it. Kylie Minogue, <laughs> she had no business being in it whatsoever. No one even looked like they even worked out a whole lot before it. It just looked really weird, and the lighting was off. Um, terrible, terrible experiment in film.
0: Are you men enough to fight with me? Anyone who opposes me will be destroyed. Colonel, you can't! Oh, yes, I can. Just take the hostages out. If I'm not topside in 15 minutes, evacuate without me.
1: Christ, I'm glad I missed that. Can I can I give you a recommendation, chaps, along the along the lines of what we're talking about here? Because I think, particularly for the likes of Johnny, you love this. There's a documentary series brought to us by our dear friends at Sky. It's on Sky Atlantic, and it's called Golden Era. Have you heard, seen, or know anything about any of these chaps now? As great and pivotal as games like Doom and Wolfenstein were, they were simplistic.
0: It was all a lot of... Let's just figure this out and be as good as we can be.
2: I started building the dam
0: without any real technical knowledge.
2: The mechanics of GoldenEye changed everything. No one's had that stealth thing before where you make a lot of noise, the guys are here and come and get you.
0: There was a movie license done by a small team of inexperienced developers and somehow ended up being, you know, the greatest first-person shooter of its era. By its very title, it sounds very vague, Golden Era.
1: Golden Era. So this is a documentary uh, that uh, look. It's about the gaming industry, and it's about a particular game, a particular oh. game title that changed the gaming industry forever, and that was, of course, GoldenEye. <laughs> Which uh, came out? uh, Christ, when did it? Was it the nineties? Oh, uh, because I'm
0: just I'm mm, seeing very blocky graphics.
1: Well, it was his 25th anniversary last. In '97 was the original title came out. So, this is a documentary that 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 focuses on the team behind uh, Goldeneye, the team who designed it, and it wasn't as you might think one of the big. you know, huge gaming companies in, in Asia or in the States. It was a small little development company uh, in the middle of the countryside in England. They had uh, a, this old farmhouse property. There were four barns uh, converted into these studios. and There was a team of about eight or nine of them, these designers who uh, were tasked with that. Uh, they were approached, I think it was by by Nintendo, who had just, it was the first time that a movie had signed up to do a game franchise before the movie came out, like at the same time. They just came out at the same time. And Nintendo got it. And this particular game company, I can't remember the name of them, but I will think, it will come to me. They somehow win the the contract to design GoldenEye, the game, to follow up the uh, Pierce Brosnan movie. And uh, the documentary... Uh, features all the designers, the people who, the software engineers, the hardware engineers, they talk about this thing landing on their desk and right off we go. And it's about, uh, the game was something like two and a half years late uh, before it hit hit the uh, market. It talks about the relationship between them and the company who were paying for it to get done. They didn't put them under any pressure. They let them be as creative as they want. They they were designing this new hardware. It's an FPS, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a first person shooter. And up to then this was these these guys were designing graphic cards and sound cards that no one had seen the likes of. So when this thing hit the market, I think it sold something like eight million copies. Jesus the, Yeah. It was a phenomenal success, not just commercially, but critically. And to this day the game is still being played. There are now people in the gaming community Aiden calls speedrunners. So these are guys who try and finish a game or a mission in the quickest possible time. And there are national records, world records um, to achieve one of these in the gaming community of the world. It's like winning a fucking Olympic medal. It's unbelievable. But the game, uh, it talks about how it changed the industry, uh, why every game since then, uh, uh, there are... You know, it's it's because of Goldeneye, it's because of the graphics, because of the design content, because of the open world thing. Goldeneye was the first game that you could walk into and not just play the mission. You could look around your left and go, oh, there's a building over there. I wonder what the fuck's in that. And you could walk over. And there's, there's a very famous scene where you're in a, like a spy lab and you're, you know, you're, you're crawling through an air vent system. You're trying to get to a certain place. And one of the airbags is open. You look down and it looks into cubicles, and there's a guy having a shit in the cubicle. <laughs> and, you, and you can shoot him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and they talk about, did you you know, did you shoot the guy taking a shit in GoldenEye? You know, because I mean? you don't have to, but you just fucking can. You know so do you I mean? wait
0: for him to wipe or do you just Nah, you
1: no just wipes. see the back of his head and you go, and paper. his silence are, gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. But uh, it's an incredible documentary because it follows the eight designers and builders of this game and what they went on to do and how it changed the gaming world and how the games like... You know, Red Dead, Assassin's Creed, all the Call of Duty, all that. It's all because of what these guys did in a fucking barn in rural England. Uh, It's incredible. And it talks with the company itself then. It was run by two brothers. and They ended up having a deal with uh, Nintendo, and then that went south. So it's a real story of people being fucked over, money, business, greed. It's just the big corporations, the small companies. It's a great, great thing. It's on Sky, and it's called Golden Era. Get on it.
0: That sounds mm-hmm. great. I've never seen that, and I was a big fan of Goldeneye: the game and, and the subsequent. Uh,
1: it'll bring back such memories on for one, Aiden because <laughs> the right. gameplay in it is all there as well. It's brilliant. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, 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 I'm reliving a scene in my head now, Simon. It's not the one with the guy in the toilet, where it sounds very vague, but like I
1: kept falling off something. It was a yeah, load the, of. Um, a very, there's a very. And very stone,
0: fam- and I don't know why I was trying to cross like a stone bridge. I, know, I know
1: what it is. Exactly what it is. It's it. the famous dam scene. It is a dam. Right and it. and underneath the dam, there's like uh, you can see nuclear submarines coming in and out of it. That's their base. Yes. That's the baddies' base. And then there's a very e- equally famous sequence where it's in the snow. There's like an Arctic fucking scene. It's fucking great. It was it was mind blowing back in the day. But uh, yeah, no and great that would documentary. Have
0: been, um, was that Pierce Brosnan? Golden Eye? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It was brilliant. And some of the gamers thing and the some of the game designers appear themselves in the game and it's fucking phenomenal and they and they were doing the very early motion capture stuff, Aiden, So like, they had the two game designers in the office and the girl who was in charge of yeah, drawing characters and how they react to getting shot. They said they'd spent days in the office where she'd be hitting them with a stick in the arse to see how his body moved if we got shot in the arse or if we got shot in the leg or if you tapped him with the shoulder. It's brilliant stuff. If you're a gamer of any interest or if you remember GoldenEye, watch it. Golden Era on Sky. And neither of them could take a shit on their lunch break either. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was brilliant! Oh, I love it. Uh, uh, I have a question for both of you. Actually, um, yes. maybe Simon, you answer first. If you had to play a game for your life, be it against the devil or whatever game that you're like, this is my game. I'm as good as anyone at this. Oh. What would it be? I
1: put it to you as well, Aidan. Maybe Simon, you oh, go first. God, yeah. there, there'd be a couple. And this is going to sound such a stupid answer, but the Tiger Woods PGA series on the PlayStation, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, I fucking ate that up. My One of my favorite games ever was the year it came out and it was the Masters version where you had to play the PGA Tour and qualify for the Masters. And then you actually got to play Augusta and it was the closest we'll ever get to it because it hmm. gave you a real sense of the course, the undulations, the... Oh, Tiger Woods, I thought it was unbeatable until I started playing online and then I got fucking hockeyed every time I played. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, that, that one or... See, it's hard to know then. I mean, probably Assassin's Creed. I fancy myself as a bit of an Assassin's Creed master. I love the old pickpocket and the leap of faith, the eavesdropping, all that kind of shit. I just love that. Assassin's Creed probably is the best franchise uh, that I'd fancy myself at, if not Tiger Woods.
0: How did you do in the master, Simon?
1: Oh I won it I won it Several wow. times I became a legend Of the game Yeah And then in that In that particular game There was a sequence Of challenges That you could do You had to replicate Some of the best Some of the most famous shots That Tiger ever Played in his life Remember the famous Chip in on the 16th Part mm-hmm. 3 Well Here it comes Oh my goodness Have you seen anything like that? Yeah, You had to replicate that. You had to play that exact shot. And it was so fucking difficult. But I did it and completed them all.
2: Master Tiger Vision and you'll be sinking one putts in no time.
0: Okay. Um. So is the question, John, a game I'm good at that I could play forever or a game I like? Because I'm actually quite shit at like most of those kind of first-person shooter games which I love and I've played all the Call of Juicies and i played Metal Gear Solid and... um. Lots of other things like that. I'm, I'm kind of shit at them. And you, you always find out, Simon, like you say, when you go online and some eight-year-old oh, in yeah, Olivia yeah, just yeah. Fucking annihilates you. You're like, yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I won't subject myself to it. I fuck that. I'm the king of my own castle. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> exactly. So, um, so maybe I won't go with one of them. Although I did, I, I am a fan of the um, Sniper series you played those, Simon?
1: Yeah, I have. And Sniper 5 was out recently. Yeah, I find them a little bit. They're trying to... Like, at the end of the day, i just on top of a high building trying to shoot somebody. And they're just putting lots of fucking fur coat niggers around it all. And Every time the new version comes out, you have to swim over to there to get the highest point. Or you have to f- it's just... They're good, but I don't think... like I think the sniping missions within Far Cry or within Call of Duty are far better than that.
0: Yeah, time. there isn't much variety within the game and indeed within the series no. it's the same thing you've got a big sniper rifle and you're going around the world killing baddies yeah. but I enjoy it because it's I not all it. uh, running around well you can run around and just shoot everyone but then you're going to set off alarms and then you're kind of fucked
1: mm. so you have
0: to be you know you have to use stealth And I like that So I can kind of just sit there And metaphorically have a cigarette While I go <laughs> Or die you Nazi bastard Speaking of up.
1: snipers There was one game That drove me to fucking drink Back in the day And it was the original Hitman Right The first mm. game I don't know whether you remember it, If you played it did, Yeah. But right towards the end of the game There was a mission Where you had to shoot this guy Russian guy or something In an office right And he's sitting in his office and so you had to find your way to through this nearest building opposite, it, you know, and then try and find the open window and then try and find his office, make sure it's the right window and it's him and then shoot him. The game was so difficult, right? By the time he got to this mission, no matter was what that? you had done, right, you only had two bullets left in the gun. And every time you got killed on the way up to this building, you had to go right back to the fucking start. Oh. And I remember I eventually got to the building. And I had saved my two bullets because I'd stealth killed everything along the way. And I grew up to the top of the building. I found the right window and I look through the scope and I see the guy standing with his back to me at the window and I shoot and I fuck, he doesn't move. And I fucking shot again and, and I've no bullets left and he's still standing there. I thought, fuck, I missed. I missed. How did I fucking miss? So I, ha- I can't get in any other way So you have to restart again So 10, maybe 15, maybe 20 fucking times I've got to this rooftop And I've, I'm absolutely convinced But it's to the point where I've got my wife standing beside me going Look, this scope is pointing right between your man The back of your man's fucking head, yeah She says, yeah, and I fucking shoot And the bastard doesn't move And I'm thinking, I'm thinking fucking hell, I've got a dodgy version of the game Fuck it, you know <laughs> And I swear to God My hair is turning white as I'm fucking doing this It's taking me weeks Eventually Because you couldn't go online Back in the day Onto YouTube And watch a walkthrough And fucking cheat your way to it So I yeah. eventually Went back to the starting, And went, did it all again So I finally go back And I find a fucking door Into this building And I think How did I miss this fucking door So Of course Then I have to go back And make sure I have the two bullets And I creep up to the fucking room And I I'm literally Crawling on the fucking floor And I squeeze open the fucking door And it's a cardboard cutout Oh Ah, I didn't see that coming. And I fucking stand in, again, walk into the room. The fuck, it's a decoy. The building's fucking empty. The guy is somewhere else completely. (laughs) (laughs) And I have been at least two months shooting this fucking cardboard cutout. (laughs) <laughs> and, I, and let me just say, I went over to the cardboard cutouts and I got the butt of my fucking gun and I fucking destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Oh, the oh, bastard of a game. God. Anyway, Yeah,
0: That's we cruel. got there in the end. The joys so and the cruel. torture of gameplay. Oh, my God. So you sound different, Simon. Do we need to address that? Uh, this
1: POSI like, microphone that I'm using. I, look, I don't know. I, I'm at my wit's end.
0: Well, before we hang up the call, Simon, John has a surprise. Oh. I
2: have a quiz. A, oh, Jesus Christ. Nice. A post-apocalyptic quiz, so a nice themed quiz for you now.
1: Um, I've never watched a post-apocalyptic movie. I can't abide that. As a, Anyway, carry on.
2: Yeah, You'll have to do a lot of guesswork then, I think. Um, Me too,
1: John. Me too.
2: Look, it could be low scoring, but exciting nonetheless. I'm going to just go back and forth. If you don't know it, pass it over and we'll figure it out. Uh, okay, we'll start with, with Simon, right? This is a relatively easy one for you. What's,
1: Jesus. What's what?
2: What's the name of the pub in Shaun of the Dead?
1: Oh, for jeez. I never watched it. I can't abide uh, any of the actors in it, so it's the, it's the, the shithouse in. I have no clue. You don't like Simon Pegg and um, Nick? Not a, I like Nick Thingy. I'm not a big Simon Pegg fan. Nick Thingy.
2: Okay. I'll pass it over to you, Aiden. The I don't dog know, I'm and duck. Why he doesn't like Simon Pegg? A lot of nope.
0: people don't like him. Uh, that's fair enough. don't have to like everyone. Um, English pub name? Yeah, dog and duck, horse and hound, fucking oh, no. Um, it is called the Queen Mary.
2: Incorrect. It was called the Winchester.
0: Where's safe? Where's familiar? Where can I smoke? <sighs> Go to Mum's, kill Phil, sorry, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint and wait for all this to blow over.
1: How's that for a slice of fried gold?
0: Yeah, boy! All
1: oh, right. Ah. And they do Which play. was incidentally also the name of the club in uh, the pub or club in uh, Minder that Arthur Daly used to go to. The, oh, Winchester. the Winchester Club. You
0: were great ploughmans. I used to drink in a pub in London called the Wheat Sheaf which I'm sure there's many of them call that.
1: Carry I on. used to drink in a pub and cool, I called the sheaf of wheat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is true. There too. This is true. Or as we used to you. call it the whiff of shit. <laughs> 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 oh dear.
2: Uh, okay, Tour here oh, we go, dear, I, oh,
1: dear. I think my microphone's working again. It's sprung back into fucking life.
2: Burn it. Aidan, Independence <clears throat> Day. Bill Pullman plays the president what is his name? Just one, his surname isn't oh, for me.
1: President. You will not go quietly into the
0: night. We yes. will something something. And today will forever be known as our Independence Day. I mean, have you ever seen a man make a speech on top of a burning car better than Bill Pullman as President? And should we win the day,
2: the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go
1: quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day.
0: Fuck. Oh, that's going to hurt because I actually... I've watched that film a bunch of times. And I love it. And I love Bill Pullman. Pres-
1: President, you President don't know Crawford is. or something.
2: No. Simon?
1: His name was President Thomas J. Whitmore.
2: Have you read that or did you know it?
1: No, I knew it was Thomas J. Whitmore. <laughs> it's one of you. those movies. That I've seen. Well, it's such an iconic fucking role, as you say, standing on the car, basically covered in fucking grease and baby oil and shit, and that speech. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Christ. Yeah, Thomas J. Whitmore. It's, yeah,
2: he is two points to Simon, and he yeah. is a control in of the board.
1: I your feet. <laughs> I,
0: I, I smell a wave of shit from that pub, lad. <laughs> 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 Don't fall for the fucking the, uh, the actor. Okay. Don't fall for the actor, John.
2: Well, maybe he'll know this one. Um, Charlton Heston's character in The Omega Man. Right. And we're going well, back now, Simon. He's Omega a survivor.
0: He's back for vitamins.
2: Well, this is a multiple choice now. He's a survivor of a, a nuclear <clears> holocaust. <throat> Be a pandemic, or see a devastating asteroid collision with Earth. Which of the three uh, is it?
1: I mean, it as, uh, It was COVID.
2: So you're saying uh, pandemic? Uh,
1: well, can we, can yeah, we I mean, I absolutely am saying pandemic with huge certainty that I'm right.
2: And you are right.
1: There you see, see, oh. I right
2: know. Okay, I'm
1: trying to throw him off.
2: Hey, yeah, right. If you're a fan of uh, Mel Gibson and Mad Max, you might uh, you might get Dear. this one now. Two-part <clears throat> question for you. Mad Max 2, Road Warrior. What do we see Mel Gibson's character, Max, eating uh, quite early on in the film? It would turn you off. It's not something that Oh, uh, uh, I
1: know this. Yeah,
2: what is it there, eating? I know
1: this. Have you never tried it? I've, I've never tried it no. Come home. Even in my drunkest days, I've never tried it. Late at night, and the takeaway's
0: closed, and rovers already been fed.
2: Dog food <laughs> Dog food is correct Dog food This is a 2 as So I'll throw this one over to you Simon Yes sir <clears throat> uh, this, The car he drives Quite iconic What was the make of the car? What was the car?
1: <clears throat> what kind of car did Mad Max drive? Mm-hmm. Is what you're asking me I have yes. no idea It was a Mustang was an American Mustang. Was
2: it? Aidan what is it?
0: I said it looked like a Mustang I think it's called a Pursuit
1: it's all the same to you. I'll drive that tanker. That is correct. Ooh, get in right right Those back. muscle cars. I have you the Mustang. Are we four all?
2: Simon, this one's to you now. Kurt Russell's <laughs> yes, character, uh, his name in the film Escape from New York, brilliant post-apocalyptic film, film from uh, John Carpenter. What was his, uh, his character's name? Kurt Russell.
1: Arthur Thistlebottom. <laughs>
2: Arthur of Bottle, <laughs> is that your final answer? It is. That's unfortunately incorrect. It should have been, it would have, should been, have, a been, yeah. good, have been a good film. contrast. Uh, Aiden, I'm looking at you now.
0: Escape from New York. Wasn't there an Escape from LA as well? Were they like a sequel? Were,
2: yeah. Escape from LA was a sequel. Do you remember uh, those characters named? The
1: original was Escape to Victory, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like Escape old... from Alcatraz. Escape from Colditz. Uh. Escape to the shackle. escape from Donorama
0: Escape to the country. The
1: it was head. like some I want to say redneck
0: name. Like it was like fucking Rufty Mac fucking steamboat or something. To...
2: <laughs> Rufty steamboat? Mac steamboat. Yes. Uh, oh my god! Am
0: I in, I'm in the right? <clears throat> are you, yeah,
1: yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. A yeah, snake, are you a bit his as name. Close was Arnie Tisselbottom
2: It wasn't Tistlebottom, It was Snake Pliskin. I'm not a full Pliskin.
1: Snake. On the name? Snake. Okay. You couldn't even guess that. I mean, Thistlebottom bottom. You know. Anyway, yeah. Carry on.
2: This one's for you. Wade, and, uh, a very good film, two thousand nine. The Road. Uh, it's based upon a novel with the same name by which celebrated U.S. author.
1: Oh, I have it downstairs. Do you? The book. The mm. book. Who wrote the book? Have you guys read, read
0: it? No. no. Okay, that's all right, because uh, i read about 20 pages, but this is fucking miserable. <laughs> Cormac McCarthy.
2: It was Cormac McCarthy, yes, oh. that's, uh, that's correct. Uh, I'll throw it over to you, Simon, for uh, yeah, well, the man, yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen the film, this is going to be very difficult. What's the film? The Road.
1: Oh, for fuck's
2: sake, right, okay. Right. Viggo Mortensen, he starred yeah. as Man.
0: My
1: mate.
2: Cody Smith-McPhee starred as Boy. But who starred as a woman? She was only in the film briefly at start.
1: And that,
0: my friends. I'm going to give him, I'm going to help him. I'll help you, Simon. Please do. Yes, He you. dated an Irish actor.
1: John, would you say he is? Charlie's st- Theron. Correct. Oh, dated sure Shearer it. He
0: mm-hmm. do, do now, Simon, because you know every Irish actor in the world. What's he up to? Uh,
1: I don't. I haven't seen Satan and I of Stuart Townsend for years. I don't know. I think they're divorced, aren't they? I'm not sure. I have clue.
2: Yeah, I think they hit the skids all right.
1: Yeah, not a clue.
2: Okay. This is the last question of source. There's three parts to it and it's Thank the ultimate the clue, post-apocalyptic film, Waterworld, uh, which I've never seen.
0: Good old Costner.
2: I'll go to you, Aidan. Costner Waterworld it was, wasn't it? Was that?
1: In Waterworld? War of the World,
2: Water World.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake! Right, okay. Costner, yeah,
0: carry on. In a Water World in Bundoran, Simon, Do you ever go? Yes, yes, oh, fucking brilliant,
1: oh, dude, I do. In the I world, do.
2: first part of three for you, Aidan. Uh, how much did the film cost? And there was a lot of headlines at the time. And how much did it make? You can give me something within ten million each side I, is I got good.
0: A fucking accountant on this movie. I wasn't keeping an eye on the budget. So, okay, <laughs> part one. Of 10 part question. What's
2: part one? How much did a film cost to make and how much did it make? This is the first question.
0: Okay, it was a massive budget, certainly. Well, probably even now it's a huge budget. Back then it was in the, like it was more than 100 million.
2: It was considered scandalous.
0: Was it? Okay. So I'll go more than that. I'll say 100 and 180, 180 million dollars it cost.
2: Yeah. I'll give you that, actually. did
0: it flop, or did it break the bank at the Boxer? Didn't it break even? Or did it sink? Did it drown?
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, It did break even, and then a little bit more.
0: All right, well, I'll say they spent 180, and Kevin Costner put 20 mil in his back pocket and drove off into the sunset. So it made 200 million. That's a guess. 264.
2: Not Ooh, bad. Very
1: good. Very good. How no, much did it
2: cost? I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you one point for that. Okay. So you get, you get a, a point for that. And again, yeah, don't well, care for the film, cost, Simon. John, was that close. It's two hundred and sixty-four million.
0: Oh, well, sorry. I thought that's what it made. That's what it cost. What did it That's made? what it
2: made. It it actually costs one hundred and seventy-five million. So you're oh, very, close. very good. You very good. I gave you the point great. there. Thank you. Uh, this this one's for you, Simon. In terms yes. of when it was set even within a hundred years of, of it, when was that film set?
1: Waterworld. Oh. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen it. It's set in the year 2222. Oh, that's good.
2: Okay. Incorrect. Aiden. It's in the
0: future, wasn't it? It was. Because obviously um, the ice has melted and uh, we're fucked. We're fucked but Kevin Costner's going to save us. Along with some fish and a dolphin. No, no, that was a different film. Um, oh, fuck what year is it now? Sorry, when was it made? It was made in the 90s, so the like an apocalyptic future to them was probably 2050.
2: No, it was the year 2,500.
1: So I was closer. You were. How old will I be then? It you doesn't know. matter.
2: I'll okay. give you a point, Simon, for being God closer. God bless you. And this close. is potentially to win it Aiden, oh, last question. God. Seven points each as we speak. Does Kevin Costner's character, the mariner in Waterworld, have gills? Yes or no? <laughs> well,
0: that's a 50 50
1: question to win it. Mm. Lift up your leather waistcoat. Take...
0: Does he have gills? Well, that's a, a test of memory because it's a donkey's years since I've seen that film. I probably only ever watched it in one because it was so fucking long. Um, oh no, was that Dancing with Wolves, or were they both ridiculously long? They um,
1: both were. Yeah. I'm he definitely confident. didn't have gills in Dance with <laughs> dances with Wolves. Dancers were gills. Again, how do you know? Gills were wolves.
0: Did he ever take his top off?
1: Yes, he did. Um,
0: I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm going to say 2,500. We've probably mutated into something else, or at least a few of us have. Maybe they, they discovered there was already humans who had gills. Would Just say yes or no. I'm going to say yes, then. Yes.
2: You're correct. He had gills. You win the points.
0: Bastardo.
2: And, the, and the quiz. If like
0: have gills, if you could have it from another animal, what would you like? Wings. A horse's Wings. flute. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did ask. I Yeah, no, I'd, I'd go with the horse's flute as well.
2: <laughs> horses' flute, okay.
0: And on that note, gentlemen, John, who's the winner?
2: You are the winner, Aiden. Thank you. I just yeah. want to say no, that. No, I
1: think I think showbiz is the winner. What have we learned this week, boys?
0: <laughs> well, let's let's cast our minds back over this uh,
1: four-hour epic journey.
2: I'd say that we learned that you spent about three months in the summer of two thousand one <laughs> pumping bullets into a cardboard cutout, <laughs> crying and screaming oh, at your eighteen-inch screen at the time. Yeah,
1: yeah. You I think
0: to be fair. That's the most important takeaway from this. He's nothing if not dogged and fucking relentless.
1: Yeah, and I haven't got any better since, boys. But at least I've developed patience, particularly with technical equipment like this microphone that I'm about to fuck out my bedroom window. See ya! <laughs>